Now, it has been my intention this morning to bring a lesson on husband, husbands and wives. And as I studied and prepared this week, I realized I had far too much material to cover in just one, uh, one lesson. And I didn't want to rush through the topic, the topic of marriage, because it's so important. It's important to our spiritual lives, important to our everyday lives. Understanding what the scriptures teach about marriage is, is vitally important to the believer. First of all, understanding what the scriptures teach about marriage is important because it gives us a beautiful picture of salvation. Our Lord uses a, a common, everyday thing that, that many, most people experience. He uses marriage as a picture of redemption in Christ. He uses that as a picture of the relationship between Christ and his bride. He shows us in this a loving relationship between Christ the bridegroom and his bride. It's a relationship. It's a loving relationship. Salvation is not just a legal transaction where the guilty are made innocent. It's not just a, a legal standing before God. Salvation is a loving union with Christ, with Christ the bridegroom who gave himself for us because he loves his bride. Now, if you have any understanding of that, that grips your heart and your emotions, doesn't it? And it ought to. Salvation in Christ ought to. A relationship with Christ ought to grip our emotions. And second, understanding what the scriptures have to say about marriage is important because like I said earlier, most of us will be married at some point in our lifetime. And understanding what the scriptures teach about marriage will enable us to be better husbands and wives. And like I said, I don't feel like I have the time to, to do this justice and cover both husbands and wives in one sitting. So this morning I want to look at what the scriptures teach us about wives. Now, men, don't tune me out here. The, the, the subject is about wives, but don't, don't tune me out because we husbands need to know what the Lord has to teach us about wives too. You know, a wife and a mother really is the most important person in the home. And she needs to be treated as such. She really does. And I'll, I'll make good on that as I go through this lesson this morning. The Lord in his wisdom has given an awesome responsibility to wives and they need to be appreciated and supported in that. Now, the key to understanding for both husbands and wives, the key to understanding marriage is found in verse 32, of Ephesians chapter 5. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Now, marriage is given to us as a picture of the union between Christ and his bride. And if you understand that, you understand what your role is in marriage. It's not ever going to be a, a, a question. And I love to preach the gospel from this, from the picture of marriage. It, it's a beautiful picture of the gospel. And if we believe that, if we believe what, what this is teaching us about Christ, our bridegroom and our submission to him, our souls will be saved. And if we understand this picture, it also make us happier in our marriages. Now, I know that uh, everyone wants to have a happy marriage and, and people are making millions of dollars on this counseling and, and writing books about, about marriage. In just a couple sentences, you want me to give you the key to a happy marriage? 
Number one is this. Christ is the head of the home. That's the key to a happy marriage. If both husband and wife understand that Christ is the key to the home and we're both looking to him first in all things, we're going to have a happy marriage. Number two, if the husband and wife love each other and respect one another, you're going to have a happy marriage. Now, you ladies, you can't, you, you already know, everybody already has in their mind what, what scripture has to, to, to say to, to wives. This matter of submission, I'm going to deal with that. But let me tell you this. You can't submit to a man you don't respect. You can't submit to a man that you don't trust. And you men, you can't love a wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. You can't love her self-sacrificially if you don't respect her. Respect is a big key in this thing. Let's be sure we all earn that respect from our spouse. And to the unmarried, both men and women, to the unmarried, I'll tell you this. It's not too early to start praying and asking the Lord to send you a spouse. To ask him to send you a spouse, a loving spouse, a spouse that will worship God with you. And the subject this morning is wives. To the unmarried ladies here, I'll tell you this. Be very, very careful who you put yourself in submission to. Be very careful. You take time. And you be sure that this man is worthy of your love and respect. Be sure he's a man that you can respect, a man that you can trust because you're going to be in submission to him for a good long while. So you be careful who you put yourself in submission to. So Paul begins here in verse 22, Ephesians 5, speaking to wives. He says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as a church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, have you ever wondered, every time scripture speaks about marriage, Paul and Peter both, when they begin to speak about marriage, they always talk to wives first. Have you ever wondered why that is? Well, I think I've got some pretty good ideas. It's because wives have the harder job in marriage. They really do. It goes against human nature to submit to anyone, doesn't it? To submit to someone's authority, especially when you're just as smart as them, when you're just as talented as them. Now, it's hard to submit. That's a, it's just difficult for a human being to do. And this is just the fact of the matter. Wives, they have to put up with their husbands being so full of himself and thinking that everything he thinks is best. He doesn't need any input, you know, from his wife because he's so much better than her. I, I mean, I have to be so much better than her, so much smarter than her, because that's why the Lord made me the head of the home. It often takes a man a while to learn that's not so. That's not so. We were in the preacher's class at Todd's Road one time. Brother Fortner was there in the he was talking to the men about being a husband. He said, now you, you young men, you unmarried men, you newlyweds, you listen to me. He said, I know you won't, but I'm going to say it anyway. He said, don't be thinking that you're just, you know, the be all and end all. And you just tell your wife everything she's supposed to do. And she's supposed to, you know, obey you. You're just, you know, you're going to rule with an iron fist because you're so much better than her. He said, that's not so. <laughs> he said, your job's to serve her. 
And until a man learns, gets some humility, gets, starts to learn that, his wife's got to put up with him until he learns to lead in love and lead in respect and, and listen to his wife and put her needs ahead of his. Now that's what we'll get into this, Lord willing, next week with husbands. But, you know, a husband's not, he's just not a good husband until he learns this. He's got to put the needs of his wife ahead of his ego. And bless your hearts, you ladies, you got to put up with that <laughs> until the Lord teaches him something about that, don't you? The husband has more responsibility in the marriage, but the wife has the harder job, humanly speaking. Now, before we begin talking about some specifics of this matter of submission, let me give you something I hope will help you. Submitting ourselves to one another. You know, we looked at that um, in verse 20, the, the last time that, uh, that I was here about a couple weeks ago. Submitting yourself to one another. Now, that's difficult. It, it's difficult. Now, what motivates a believing wife to submit to the authority of her husband? She's just as smart as him. She knows just as much as him. What motivates her to submit herself to her husband? It's the gospel of Christ. It's the gospel of Christ. Christ, our great bridegroom, has joined himself to his people. He's married her. He's the bridegroom. She's the bride. He's married her. I don't know a lot about heaven, but I know this. Heaven's going to be the celebration of a marriage feast. That's what it's called, the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is a marriage. And the church is in loving obedience to our Savior, our bridegroom, because he's earned it, hasn't he? He's earned that trust. He's earned that respect. He's earned that submission. He gave himself for us. Christ, our bridegroom, has loved his people into submission. Hadn't he? He's not beaten us into submission. He's not threatened us into submission. He's loved his people into submission. So submission, submission to one another, the submission of a wife to her husband's authority, that's done in love. It's done in love because we love the Lord. We love our Savior and we love one another. Now, I know that uh, I know what what the world says about this matter of submission. I know uh, the kind of burdens that, that preachers have laid on women about this in this matter of submission. And and um, if you struggle some with that, listen to me, I believe I got something that will be helpful to you. You wives, the Lord has not given you something that's humiliating for you. He didn't tell you not to submit to your husband, and this is a humiliating thing for you. The Lord has given you something that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Our Lord has made you a picture of the bride of Christ in your home. Now think about that for a minute. How beautiful that is and what a blessing that is. It's a special opportunity. It's a big responsibility. God has given you to be a picture of the bride of Christ in your home. The Lord hadn't given you something that makes you less by saying, well, you have to submit to your husband. Suddenly that doesn't make you less. Not at all. It doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you less valuable. Now remember here, we're talking about the bride of Christ. You're the picture of the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ is valuable to him. Isn't it valuable to him? 
Listen to what Solomon has to say about wives in Proverbs 18, verse 22. Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Now you men, if the Lord gives you a good thing, he gives you something that shows you you've obtained favor of the Lord. That's valuable, isn't it? Look to your left or to your, or to your right. Huh? She's valuable to you. This is a blessing of the Lord. You wise, this is, this is, your role is given is, is to show the value of the bride of Christ to Christ. He calls her his jewel, his beloved. He calls her my dove. Oh, she's so valuable to him. He sacrificed everything that he is that he might redeem her and have her for his own. He's made her beautiful in his beauty that he put on her. Now that's an honor, isn't it? The Lord's given you that privilege to be that picture in your home. That's an honor. That's an honor. And here's a, a, the second thing that motivates a believing wife to submit herself to the authority of her husband. Now there's no question about it. You wives, you're just as wise as your husband. You're, you're just as smart as him in, in, in some ways and, and maybe more so then why on earth would you willingly submit to his authority? It's as a picture of Christ. Let me show you that Philippians chapter two, just over a couple pages, Philippians chapter two. <clears throat> Beginning in verse five. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Now you let this mind, this attitude be in you, the same attitude that is in our Savior, our bridegroom, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. He became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, wives are, I don't know if you've ever thought about this before, but they're both pictures of Christ in the home and pictures of the bride, both. Wives picture Christ's obedience to his father. Now, there's no question in anybody's mind, is there? The father and the son are equal, aren't they? They're equal. But the son submitted himself to the will of his father. He submitted himself to obey the will of his father and he did it for the good of the church. The son became a man. He, be, he took on him flesh and lived as a man and was obedient to his own law. He was obedient to do everything that the father sent him to do and he did it for the good of his family. He did it for the good of his bride. Now you wives are, are pictures of Christ in the home when you're obedient to your husband, when you submit to his authority and you do it for the good of your family. You do it so the family runs well. When you do this, when you submit to your husband's authority as a picture of Christ our Savior, who submitted himself to the Father, even though they're equal, he submitted himself to the Father, the Lord's given that to you, to be that in your home. Isn't that important? Isn't that special? See, this thing of submission has got nothing to do with, with making wives less or humiliating them. Not at all. Not at all. And at the same time, wives are pictures of the bride of Christ. 
by submitting yourselves to your husband's rule. Just like the bride of Christ submits ourselves to our Savior's loving rule. We submit ourselves to him gladly, don't we? When you do that in your home, you're a picture of the bride of Christ. Pictures of believers. Now look back at Genesis chapter 3. I'll show you where all this started. The Lord in his wisdom has seen fit to put authority in the home so that the home runs better. And that authority begins with the husband. And that authority is to be respected. And all of this comes from the fall of Adam. And you know the, the story. In verse 16 of Genesis chapter 3, under the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now that's God's order. And since it's God's order, it has to be the best way. Right? I mean, the Father, the God Almighty didn't choose the second best way or the third best way. He, this, is, this is the best way for the family to operate. Now be careful that we understand what the scripture says here, what the apostle's saying here. He says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Just like you would submit yourself to the authority of Christ because the Father has put him on the throne. You submit yourself to your husband because he's the Lord's appointed authority in the home. Now, I wish this didn't have to be said. And it is my heart's prayer that it does not have to be said to anybody in this room. But submitting yourself to your own husband as unto the Lord means... You don't submit yourself to some evil whims of your husband. It's as unto the Lord. Let me show you that. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit in the Lord. If you have any questions about what is, is fit in the Lord, you come talk to me. I believe, I believe we'll be able to figure it out, what's fit in the Lord. I'm going to run screaming into the night the next time I, the very next time I hear of a husband's just wicked ways and telling his wife she's got to submit to it. That's not what, and then the telling her that's what the Bible says, you know, wrapping himself in religion. That is not what the scriptures teach. And like I say, I, I, it is my heart's prayer that does not have to be said to anybody here. But if it does, you know somebody's got your back. And submission also does not mean that wives, it doesn't mean you, you can't have an opinion or that your opinion on how we're going to run the home uh, shouldn't be heard. No, it should be heard. The bride of Christ pours out our heart and talks to our Lord at all times about everything, don't we? And in a good marriage, the husband and wife are going to talk about what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. At Ethan and Maddie's wedding, I made that statement and a bunch of folks laughed. And Ethan, I, I about went off preaching. <laughs> 
um, the husband does not make unilateral decisions. We need to remember this. This is a hard thing for husbands to learn. We're so full of pride. The husband is a picture of Christ in the home. We don't have the infallible wisdom and authority of our Lord. A husband and a wife talk to one another. <laughs> they talk to one another. I mean, really, the wife's the one running the home. I mean, she's the CEO here. She's the one running the home. She's the purchasing agent. She's the janitor. She's the, you know, she's, she's the one running the home. And we talk about this. Sometimes we'll say, yeah, you know, the, the husband idea, that, that's the way we're going to do it. Sometimes we'll say, yeah, you know, the wife's way, that, that's the way we're going to do it. Mutual respect means we listen to one another. <laughs> now, without question, the husband has the, the final say in these things. He, he has the authority. But we're going to show love and respect to one another, listen to one another. That's the way marriage is supposed to run. And that's, that, that is in full keeping with looking at marriage. It's all concerning Christ and the church. Submission is not saying yes, sir, to every little thing that the husband, you know, pops off about and run around like Eve Bunker waiting on him hand and foot. That's not what that means. Wives are not slaves. They're not slaves. I know you, you mothers and, and wives feel that way a lot of times when you're raising your little ones, but it's not, it's not to be so. You know, I performed the, the wedding ceremonies for my two daughters. And I said these very same things to my daughters. I preached this very thing at my daughter's wedding, both of them. I mean, I, I believe this. This is what I believe is best for my daughters as wives to submit themselves to authority of their husband. And afterwards, a man, he'd never met me before, never been here to hear the gospel before. He was amazed and he said, well, that preacher must really believe what, you know, what he said. He just made his wife a slave or his daughter a slave. No, 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 no. Wives are to be cherished as Christ cherishes the church. And wives are to do everything that they can to please their husbands. But do you know what? Husbands are to do everything they can to please their wives too. That's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. It's mutual. I don't want to get in, into next week's lesson too much. But uh, men, you know, they love to they love to hear that part about men are the authority in the home, right? Tell you what, try on try on this shirt. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Didn't Christ come as a servant? Before you get on your high horse, try being her servant. <laughs> Isn't that what scripture teaches? You know, so much of submission is an attitude. It's an attitude. I'm going to give you a little bit of practical advice here. This thing of submission, it's an attitude. It's respecting your husband. Wives, speak well of your husbands. Out there in public, speak well of them. I know, or at least I can imagine, that it would be easy to get in a group of, of women and start husband bashing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it with your children. Don't say, oh, your fathers. Don't do that. Don't do that. Now, I will grant you, when we, I live in the real world here, I will grant you, there are a lot of funny things that husbands do wrong. I mean, it's just laughable. 
I've said it before, I'll say it again, we're low-hanging fruit. I mean, it's just easy pickings. But as long as what your husband is doing is not evil, you cover it up. Now, if it's evil, you come tell somebody. But if it's not evil, cover it up. You know, it could be. The Lord will use you to teach him something, teach him a little grace, teach him a little, little decorum, you know. Just like we don't get in a, into a group of unbelievers and start mocking our God and questioning him, as long as what your husband is doing is not evil, cover it up, cover it up. And I know submission has an ugly connotation. And you know why it has an ugly con- connotation? Sin, the sin that's in us, sinful men. But I can't stress this enough. What we're talking about here, wives submitting yourselves to your own husband, it's not demeaning. It's not an ugly thing. The Lord says, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Unto your own husbands. It doesn't mean you're second-class citizens to all men. No, sir. It doesn't mean you're to, to submit to your children. Exactly the opposite. It does not mean that. You're to submit yourself to the authority of your own husband. And remember who this fellow is. He stood before a preacher and before God and promised that he would love, honor, and cherish you. To your own husband. To your own husband. And wives submitting yourselves to your own husband does not mean that women are second-class citizens. Someone called me recently about a, a matter in the church, if, if they would call a pastor and, you know, about, about how they would vote and things, you know, f- for a pastor. And this was the question. Well, do women get to vote? Do women get a say in who their pastor is? Yes. Women are not second-class citizens. They're not to be treated as unimportant or unable to understand things. Like I said, I live in the real world. Men, where would we be without our wives? Huh? We'd be dressed in mismatched clothes, dressed with, you know, uh, 1970s fashion or something. We'd have the walls painted some ugly color. We'd have ugly furniture and just you know, eating pizza and having the boxes laid around. That's what we'd be, the boxes laying around the living room and stuff, you know, that's what we'd be. Where would we be without our wives? She's to be treated as precious to us because Christ's bride is precious to him. Oh, he, she is precious to him. Now, ladies, when you look at it that way, now, this is what scripture says, isn't it? When you look at it that way, when you look at this matter of submitting to your husband, when you look at marriage in the light of your gospel, why? Submission to your husband and loving him and serving him, suddenly that becomes a beautiful thing, doesn't it? It's not demeaning at all. It's beautiful. Now, I want to close reading from Proverbs chapter 31. As I read this, now you take note here. This woman that, that Solomon writes about, she's not a second-class citizen at all. She's wise. This is not a woman that, that can't understand the goings-on of the world. She's wise. She's hardworking. She's resourceful. And every wife and mother understands this. You're doing a hundred jobs at once, aren't you? 
That's what she's doing. She's not wasting her time. And she's a blessing to her family. And this is what God has given you to be in your home. Proverbs 31, let's begin reading in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She'll do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She's prepared, isn't she? She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. They've got double layers on. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is a law of kindness. Aren't you glad her husband's listening to her? Huh? And she opens her mouth with wisdom, her tongue. So that speaks of the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Now, if the Lord enables you to do that for your home, I can't say it strongly enough. It's not demeaning, is it? No, it's a blessing God's given to you. I hope, I hope that will be helpful to you.